Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Man, oh man, I was just listening to... uh... Donnie there with the news, and man, the guy from Google, the executive, I guess, who was shamed out of office, got a $90 million severance package. I don't see how you can possibly screw that up, even if, you know, you were just a total bum derelict and uh, went off the deep end. You know, you're still going to be left with some kind of a nut that probably is better than most of us at the end of our tenure. And uh, $90 million, that's just unconscionable. But, you know, when it does come to things like retirement and estate planning and stuff like that, uh, there's a report out from BMO Wealth Management today, and uh, they've shared some insights on social and financial consequences of uh, Canadians 55 and over. You know, there's an increase in life expectancy and a low fertility rate, and so the burden is falling on these people to uh, really have their act together, especially if, A, uh, you want to leave something to kids or grandkids and have enough for your retirement, you know, this idea of freedom 55, boy, I don't know. <laughs> is, that, is that kind of archaic to even suggest these days? That's a bit of a hoax, isn't it? But, you know, if uh, you're still chugging along at 85, 95, uh, you can deplete your resources rather rapidly if you don't have a game plan. And to that end, we've got personal finance expert Rubina Ahmed Hawk with us here on the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto to address some of these concerns. Rubina, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well, John. How are you? Pretty good. I mean, uh, these concerns, they're not necessarily new, but I guess they've taken on increased currency because uh, they say that apparently with the aging economy, and this is the first time that we've got uh, more people uh, that are actually uh, going into, uh, let's say, their senior years that are being born. So there's a real demographic shift here that does lead to uh, the necessity of financial planning, does it not? Yeah, I mean, this report is indicating, and the numbers are from StatsCan, that uh, the number of Canadians 65 and older is increasing by 20%, whereas the overall population is only increasing by 5%. And in order for us to have a healthy economy that can support things like universal health care and all of the, all other government benefits that many older Canadians rely on, we need to have more people, young people, working, paying income tax, and supporting those who have worked their whole life and now uh, need more and more support, whether it's for health care or other services. Um, so this report is really highlighting a couple of things, one, that we're living longer, and that we're simply not planning for retirement that's 20, 30 years. I mean, 40 years ago, retirement lasted about 10 years, and most people had defined benefit plans from work that helped them get through those years. Those things don't exist anymore. We're living longer, and then on top of it, most companies don't even offer a pension, and if they do, it's often the defined contribution plan, which can fluctuate. It's not a guaranteed amount of money when you retire. I found it interesting that Stephen Harper, when he was prime minister, uh, they increased, I guess it was uh, Jim Flaherty, the finance minister at the time, the age of eligibility for your uh, pension, your uh, CPP, that was 67, but the, from 65, and then the Liberals since took it back down to 65. With life expectancy, you might think that 67 was the more appropriate age. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm not in charge of deciding when people should retire, but if you look at just the, the, the dollar figures, um, really, we should mostly be working till 70, maybe even beyond now, because uh, we're not in a situation where we were 40 years ago, where at 65, you truly needed to retire. Um, there's now 70, 75-year-old people who are just as effective in the economy and know that they're going to live two more decades after that. Um, that can still be working. I mean, retiring for some people at 65 is actually uh, doesn't make any sense. I mean, especially if you're qualified in your job, you've got great skills. Why would you retire and just stop contributing that to the economy if you still wish to uh, to work? Now, I know a lot of people 65 and older would say, well, you know, I want to retire. I've done my time. I don't want to be in the workforce anymore. But there's a lot of part-time work, consulting work, other types of things that take you out of the, the nine-to-five grind, which a lot of us hate. Um, and still keep you in the economy and still keep you working, still keep you in the workforce um, and also help uh, fund your your life while, you know, where you might just be relying on your RSP or your pension or, or government benefits that are coming your way. You're actually making an income. Yeah, so you're not eating into your equity. One of the arguments, of course, is that if you're staying in the workforce, you're denying entry to or uh, mobility to somebody else who's younger. That's a, That's the argument being presented. I think that argument is, it doesn't, especially today, if you just specifically look at the situation right now in Canada, I mean, we have record, near like record low unemployment, 5.9%. The record low is 5.8%. Most of us are able to find work. Now, many of us are working in the gig economy. Many of us are working in precarious positions where they're contract or temp and we're not, you know, we don't have those classic jobs where you apply, you stayed at your work for 35 years. But a lot of that has to do with the way that young people want to work. Most young people don't want to be in a job that they start at 21 and just stay in until they're 65. That's the, that's the response you get. So a lot of it has to do with the demand of what the workforce wants as well. But, I mean, we need two things. One, we need to increase the age of retirement, and we need to get more people into Canada who are highly qualified. So, you know, there's a lot, everyone gets all, you know, uh, upset when you hear about the government wanting to allow more immigration. But that's what we need because we're not having enough babies. We need people to immigrate into our country who have the skills that are going to help our economy, that are going to pay the taxes, that are going to help those people that are 65 plus uh, for the, with their health care costs. I mean, that is the easiest solution to help um to help the, the aging economy. Yeah, and ideally uh, be entrepreneurial so they'll create jobs. Again, Rubina Ahmed Hawk is with us, personal finance expert. We're just talking about this report out from BMO, uh, their wealth management branch that shows that, uh, amongst other things, as the aging demographic uh, continues on, a lot of people don't plan adequately. Uh, we have to address certain financial considerations. This one sort of popped out at me. 47%. Uh, of those uh, who are over 55 are afraid of running out of money. Uh, so what does that say? A lack of a financial plan? Uh, why are they so precarious? Well, I mean, it's, it really goes back to, I mean, a lot of people who are retiring today got into the workforce when uh, things like workplace pensions were disappearing. Um, a lot of them also, you know, have been living through the last 15, 20 years where money has been really cheap and so have also got caught up into maybe upgrading their home getting into more and more debt and so now as retirement gets closer um you know this is obviously speaking to people who are worried about their retirement so it could be people who are in their mid-50s and thinking i haven't saved enough that i can retire in 10 years or in 15 years uh and a lot of it has to do with those factors money's been cheap it's been easy to borrow we haven't been getting you know and I, i talk about this all the time there used to be a certain amount of shame attached to having a lot of debt 
which I'm not saying that we should shame people who have debt, but you should feel responsible to pay your debt down when you take a big mortgage. You know, and now you hear someone buys a house one year and then the same year they go on a luxury vacation, the same year they buy a car uh, that's, you know, uh, top of the line, kind of expensive brand as well. And so you're thinking, where's all this money coming from and who's going to pay it off and when? And that's, you know, as you get closer to retirement, all those decisions start to really um, factor into the fact that you haven't saved enough for retirement. you got a lot of great stuff, but you don't have enough money to eat and live and travel and do the things that most of us hope to do in retirement. Well, and health also can blindside you. You think you're good for another 10, 15 years, and then suddenly you're stricken with something that doesn't allow you to work. Uh, Suddenly you're scrambling and caught with the shorts. Here's something else, Rubina. 33% say they want to help their children financially in their lifetime, even if they live beyond average life expectancy. That's one in three who actually, uh, you know, want to do right by their kids. But boy, that's another financial obligation you're taking upon yourselves. Uh, that re- does require some heady planning. Otherwise, you're not really able to do that. And, and some people will um, help their kids before they help themselves, which is the worst thing that you can do. And this is true even for young parents, will, where they'll start putting money into their child, child RESP rather than contributing to their RRSP. And really, you should be focused on your own financial health before your child. I mean, of course, if you have the money, you can afford to do so. You should help your children out. That's what parents do. I would never tell a parent not to help their kids. Um, but you should be not be doing it at the detriment of your own retirement. And the one thing, John, people need to realize is, you know, uh, women live to 83, 84 average, and men live to age 79. And in general, in heterosexual relationships, just speaking of one specific type of relationship, uh, women uh, tend to marry men that are a little bit older. So if you marry a man who's five or six years older, and you're going to live five or six years longer than that person, you can expect to be retired and on your own for at least 10 years. And women are not planning for that. They are often left at, you know, at, in their senior years, dealing with their own finances, dealing with paying the bills uh, by themselves, trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to manage their money. And so it's really important for women from the get-go to be very involved with their household uh, finances, to know exactly what money is being invested, and to make sure that that 10 years when you're likely going to be on your own, that there's enough money for you as well, not just you as a couple. Well, I guess the takeaway, too, is the lifestyle to which many of us have become accustomed may not be sustainable into our dotage, and you can't rely on the government because uh, they look like they're strapped as well, and they're not going to be able to supplant what we need going on into retirement. Well, I mean, I mean, I can't speak to government finances. I can't speak to, you know, I, 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 do, I do definitely believe that uh, universal health care is a great thing in Canada, that we shouldn't be looking at getting rid of that, and we should be finding ways that we can get more people employed so that we can continue. Because we know that you use the bulk of health care in your later years. We use it right, right when we're born. That's when we use most amount of health care dollars, and then right before uh, we pass on. So, I mean, the 10, 15 years, uh, the la- later years of your life is when you're going to be at the doctor more often for whatever reason. And so we want to make sure that we're taking care of that population. Um, you know, I don't want to be 65, 70, 80 and worrying about how I'm going to pay for everyday healthcare costs. Uh, I want to make sure that that's covered. But, you know, government healthcare only covers so much. If you want to have someone come in to your house to help you clean, to help you take a shower, to help you do your daily chores that maybe might be too difficult for you, that's out of pocket. 
Um, and that's something that if you think that you might need that, and that's something that's important to you, you should be planning for it today so that you can afford it later. And by the way, uh, apart from dot-com millionaires or people who have won the lottery, uh, do you know of anybody who's actually retired at 55, this Freedom 55 thing? Any reality there? I mean, I, I, like, there's a book out by John Chevro called Victory Lap Retirement. I think that anybody uh, getting close to the age of 65 should read it. And really what it talks about is about winding retirement down. It's not about getting, whether it's 55 or 65, and just dropping off the face of the earth and going into retirement land. It's about really doing your victory lap. You know, if you've saved well and you've got good skills and you've got good connections in the workforce still, you don't need to stop working. You can start consulting. You can do part-time work. You can start your own business. You can use the skills you've used. You've gained in your lifetime to still contribute to society, to still make money. Some people have second careers in retirement because they finally have time to focus on that big idea that they could never find time to do when they were working. So, I mean, I personally, if anyone retired at 55 would think they were ridiculous because what are you going to do now? You're just going to travel for 40 years and (laughs) how much gardening can you do? Yes. Wander (laughs) in some (laughs) desert for 40 years. Why not? It's biblical. Uh, All right. I mean, to each his own, right? I'm the hero mm. who am I to judge. But at 55, if you retire, plan to do something worthwhile after that point. All right. Well, those ads from way back when seem so anachronistic right now. Rabin, I appreciate your time. Thanks for it. Thanks, John. Okay. Rabin Ahmed-Hawk, personal finance expert here in Toronto, founder of alwayssavemoney.com.